Everything all right? How many months are you? Six. That's nice. Uh, I should be going. I have a class I have to teach. In. <laughs> uh, never know how your day is going to turn out. wave i was talking to her about this movie because i was i had started watching it when i was working out the other day i was working my bod here in my room i uh, once upon a time i used to call this show watching movies on my iphone 6 whilst climbing the gym stairmaster well i don't go to the gym anymore i do a home workout and i have my floor speakers and i can pump the movie as loud as i want in real time and watch it on my uh, uh imac monitor and it's it's better for everybody, and I feel like I'm getting even a better workout. So uh, there's that little nugget. No, not, no one asked for it. This is the movie review show of the MySpace, the podcast. My name is Jeff. I'll be reviewing this movie. It's a double feature again, another double feature. It's like back-to-back-to-back double features here on the movie review show. This is episode 142 of the movie review show on the MySpace, the podcast feed, episode 500 and something. I don't know when this is going to come out on that feed. So uh, we're just going to put it out when it comes out. Uh, this is Denny Villeneuve. Now I probably mangled that, but that's how I'm going to. That's what I'm going to call it, and I apologize. It's a French Canadian name. It's said in a way. I watched a YouTube video of how to pronounce this man's name, and it was a lovely young lady uh, who did the YouTube video, and it was a two-minute instructional video of how to pronounce this one name, which seemed long to me. But neither here nor there. I still didn't know how to pronounce it after she was done with the two minutes of it because there's a certain twang or uh, there's a lot of this in going on in, the, in that, that accent or that voice, that, that language. It's actually interesting because the second movie on this episode that I'll be reviewing tackles that whole idea of language and how you think differently in a language. And I think doing these two movies together was not necessarily planned for me but they make sense as a pair where and i hope that i'm and, and i haven't watched these next two movies but i'm gonna also watch denny villeneuve's the two movies i have not seen of his still are uh, prisoners and sicario he, he likes the one word titles in his movies i've noticed uh so i'll do those as a pair maybe those work as a pair as well i don't know um we'll have to see sicario seems like an outlier in terms of the other stuff that he's done 
But these two movies that I'll be reviewing today, Enemy and Arrival, uh, definitely seem like they work as a pair. They're very different movies, but they clearly uh, have a style of really someone who I can't pronounce his name, but I can declare him a master filmmaker. And I think he deserves that title now. And there's not a lot of, uh, of, of people out there. I was about to say guys, and that, that is unfortunate. There, it does seem like most of these people are men, and that's on me, and that's on society, and that's on the patriarchy. And we got to tumble, we got to take the tear that shit down, uh, because I don't know. I, I'm part. That's part of the problem. That that line of thinking. And I'm trying to. We got to rid the world of that line of thinking, because girls rule the world. Beyonce taught us that. Speaking of girls, I was talking to my wife. My wife. And uh, I was explaining this movie. I was like, I'm watching this really good movie. This this director is really good. And it's called Enemy. And I was telling her a bit about the plot and all these weird spiders in, in, involved. And she was like, well, why is it called Enemy? That was an, and it was a good question. And I was sort of like, huh. Because I was only halfway done with it. Maybe not even. I was only like maybe half an hour into it. I was like, I'm not sure. Uh, and then... When as soon as I was done, it was like it was like almost like as soon as the movie ended, and I watched this just when did I finish it? Uh, Sunday night, I guess I finished it. Yeah, I watched it Sunday. Started it Sunday morning, and I finished it Sunday night. Uh, so I just a couple days ago. Today's Wednesday, December fifth, twenty eighteen. If the aliens are have stumbled upon this, and they want some sort of historical record, or maybe the aliens, like in the next movie, we're, we'll be talking about Arrival. Their idea of time is nonlinear, so they won't even matter what date it is. But I was, I was speaking to my wife, and she was a wise called enemy. I was like, oh, I'm not, no, I'm not sure. I guess because this double, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's double, is in his enemy. And as soon as the movie was done, I was like, enemy, you're your own worst enemy, right? Like I think that's the nod to the title, uh, right? Enemy, you're your own worst enemy. You're your own worst enemy. Worst. Yeah, it's not, it's not really clear, but that's to me is why. This movie is a it's it's a ninety minutes on the dot, so you're in and out here. And in, in, in a in a, both this and Arrival are make absolute glorious use of their runtimes because they're so tight, they're so tightly edited, edited, edited. I don't know why I added an extra ed there. They're they're just there's so such tight editing in both of these films, and. Uh, well, I'll talk. I'm not going to talk about them together. I, I, I think they they they're similar, and I think being them being on one episode of a podcast review makes sense. But I don't know. I don't necessarily want to jump back and forth uh, in talking about them. So, Enemy 2013 by just the insanely prolific. That's another thing about this guy, Denny Film Villeneuve, uh, is that is his filmography in the last i'm just gonna run it down for you because i haven't even seen all these movies yet but they're they're amazing i mean you're talking about 2013 he puts out he directs not only enemy but a movie prisoners which i have not seen yet i don't think i've seen that uh this is just 2013 on he did a few movies earlier of which i already i've already reviewed polytechnic the other ones are a little harder to find some of his other movies um 2010s in in incendies which that's 2010, so I got that's got to be Maelstrom from tw- the year 2000. So between 2000 and 2009, what were you doing? Because now he just can't stop working. I mean, seriously, Sicario 2015, 
Arrival 2016, Blade Runner 2049, a masterpiece 2017, and now he's working on the Dune. Uh, they're remaking Dune, and that's just fascinating because this is he, you know, that that I don't even I'm not even a huge Dune head, but um, everything I know about that, this is he seems like the perfect director for it. And uh, he's he's clearly a master filmmaker. These 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 movies are helmed in such a way that the look of them is just so stunning to me. The cinematography of them, uh, which I don't know if he's worked with the same cinematographers time in and time out, uh, but uh, the scores he's he actually the one of the um, again I just said I wasn't going to go back and forth, but the the really sad thing is that the one of the guy who's done the Blade Runner and he also did Arrival, which is just a masterpiece score, is Johan Johansson, who's actually passed away. Uh, uh, he overdosed on cocaine and medication. So um, accidental overdose at 48 years old. The guy who did the score for Arrival and Blade Runner, uh, not the same guy who did the score for. And let's just I'll just let's try and stick to Enemy. Uh, it's hard though because this, this is I'm sort of become mildly obsessed with this this guy because I all of these films resonated with me that they were they were out there. Enemy Enemy more than any of them was the most under the radar of them but the other ones prisoners got a decent amount of press and promotion uh definitely arrival was something that i want i i not even knowing that it was this guy attached to it just that that movie looked really good to me and and definitely got enough promotion where i was like oh i want to see that in the the movies uh sicario i think was a big hit and then obviously blade runner um but let's just stick with enemy for a while. And again, I, I can't, I, the mate, how this guy has been so been on such a tear making so many movies and at such quality, uh, with my reviews for prisoners and my viewing, I still haven't seen prisoners and, uh, Sicario, which I hope to watch within the next week. Cause I want to, I want to just kind of do the, do a whole, uh, uh four, Four movies for the price of two consecutive movie review podcasts. Uh, my my life is so empty. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's so full of joy. Enemy, twenty thirteen. We're, we're now we're gonna just we're gonna get into enemy. We've done enough of the preamble. It's starting to snow outside. Oh wow! I, can I get distracted? Can I really do anything and not get distracted for for one for five fucking seconds? That's that's really, that's really the crux of, of all this. I'm gonna take one sip of coffee, then we're just gonna tackle enemy. Enemy's based upon a book, a novel, a 2002 novel, The Double. Now. There's a movie I have reviewed. I have actually reviewed a movie called The Double, which is very similar. I mean, it's not similar. It's not uh, necessarily similar. Similar is maybe not the right word is my point. Uh, It's The the Double is a a 2013 film, which is, again, a coincidence the same year as this one. Uh, Richard, and here's another coincidence. It's a... a, uh, a, a director I can't pronounce his name, Richard Ayoda. Ayoda, I can't. Do, I'm sorry, I can't. I don't know. Uh, that movie's great, but that's based on a book, and it's based on a book as well. If, it, if you needed another 
level to this comparison and it's sort of odd, which I've seen both these movies. And for a second, I was like, I had because it had been a while since I watched that twenty the other the movie The Double, which is oh, if we're if I'm gonna not to be confused with there's a 2011 Richard Gere movie also called The Double. This is just which I don't know, and that movie looks like trash. But this movie, uh, the 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 double. <laughs> God, I feel like I've just dug a rabbit hole that I can't get out of. Like, I'm a little rabbit. Look at me. My, my ears are sticking up above the grass, and they buried me in the dirt. But that is based upon a famous uh, book by Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. That's like he's a famous writer guy. Who would he write? Did he write um Crime and Punishment? The guy who wrote Crime and Punishment wrote the the double book. <laughs> oh. The novel. And that was what Richard Iodia <laughs> adapted from it. This movie Enemy, also about doppelgangers is but and based on a book called The Double but that it was a totally original 20, 2002 book, which has nothing to do with the Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. Why can't I? That's like a famous guy. I do not know how to say his name. The Crime and Punishment, dude. God, I'm stupid. I'm really a dumb man who's doing this show. This should be called Dumb Man Watch Movie. Uh, so I had I had a moment of just being like, huh, this is because it said based when, and then I was watching the movie on, um, it's on. Enemy is streaming on um, Netflix, so you can watch it on Netflix, right now at least. And and Netflix does this horrible thing. Maybe it's just a Roku thing, but you get to the end of a movie and you in when you're watching a good movie i want to watch the credits i'm just sitting around i want to like get the feel that i'm in like i'm i've just taken in a film and i'm not I'm just absorbing kind of, netflix wants to ram the next thing down your throat and it's like five four three two one and you and there's like on the controller on the roku i'm trying to just click back just to get to the screen to watch the end of the credits because the credits that here are actually beautifully done uh Art, artwork on in the terms of the uh typography and uh laid onto the shots of, of the city toronto and so i just wanted to watch that because it was like you know it's based as an enemy it's like we've done it in a very old school style but also just, just very neat and very like everything about this movie just is, is great like and all of his movies take you know a good director is when they they don't half-ass the title cards how the credits roll that kind of stuff when that's so neatly considered and, and he he's done in both of this and arrival he does the t- um kind of the post movie um crawl uh not be- before the crawl the um the the credit title credits which is something you know i, I maybe it's because i took a film class at Rutgers uh many years ago and i remember the guy saying a movie starts when you when you see the logo of the production company so you feel free to judge everything that happens as soon as you see that, because at that point is time. That's the director has some at least some say in how this stuff's gonna gonna unfold. The story starts as soon as that you know the title card comes up for the production company, whether it's the lion roar of MGM or whatever new uh, new production company it is. That's when the film starts, and you should you should think about the entire film at that point when you're reviewing it. 
So there you go. That's some real heavy-hitting film analysis from the State University of New Jersey. Forget the name of that guy. He was a really good teacher. Speaking of teachers, Jake Gyllenhaal plays a history teacher who lives a quiet, monotonous life. And he gets a recommendation. The, the, the crux of this movie begins because he gets a... And just, just to give you a little synopsis of the plot, I don't think... Talking about the plot of this film is, does not do it justice at all. But he gets a recommendation for a movie. There's also there's a and there's a very neat little uh, meta narrative there about like a movie. You know, you into movies, and I always like when a movie talks about movies because I always find that interesting how they how they when they when they're referencing movies, especially uh, movies that don't exist. AKA uh, AKA not AKA um, I E uh, R E R E I E AKA. Boy, I'm just gonna eat the microphone a little bit. Take a snack. <laughs> Um, I was going to say like Ari Seinfeld when Seinfeld the show would, would do there when they would talk about movies and none of them are real and they were, I love the made up names that they have for all those movies in there they're just they're so funny to me and this one this one has a good fake movie in it too it's called when Where There's a Will There's a Way and he spots an actor in the film who looks exactly like him a brief cameo you know a brief small role in the film as a bellhop and that begins the central conflict of the movie which is jake gyllenhaal's teacher character kind of becoming obsessed with this person he sees in a movie that's basically his double it's it looks exactly like him but in in, in they make a point of saying it's a local film so then he finds out this guy's also a a working uh actor in toronto uh who he rents other movies that he's been in, uh, both small affairs. He's obviously not a he's not a successful star guy, but he's been in local kind of Canadian uh, films. And he reaches out, he gets his number. It's it's he's very almost stalkerish. He's it's kind of manic. And little things unfold here that you don't, you know, the, what's real and what's what's maybe not so real, and the blending of of uh, of of reality and possibly fantasy are unclear. And I'm not here to to make sense of this. I have an I and I have an idea of like what what this movie is about and what you know are they the same guy? I mean, I you know spoilers. I think yeah, I think they're supposed to be. There's not really two of them. You know, it's they're they're the same person, but it's about that. It's about having the internal conflict with who you really are, and that's really really interesting to me. And the film dissects that in such a way that is just um, it's fascinating. It's fascinating, and I, I I can't recommend it enough. It's 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 such a great movie, and Jake Gyllenhaal is just amazing in it. I I almost feel like I'm giving it too low of a score, but I just it was I I. I <laughs> Uh, I, I was so floored by Arrival, which I watched just last night, that I just, I think Arrival's better than this film, but they're both just stunning, stunning movies. In fact, let me just see. I might raise the score of Enemy right now, live, on the show. Yeah, I am. Absolutely, I'm going to raise the story, the score. Nine. Nine point nine point one. Because yeah, this this is a this is a, a nine for me. This is definitely a nine nine score type movie. Nine point uh one 
is so dumb. Why I why I'm so so uh, obsessed with nine point uh, no nine point two oh five. Okay, nine point two oh five. The more I think about this movie. I can't, you know, I was thinking, you know, I have, I have some criticisms of Arrival and they're very small and we'll get to them, but I'm almost like I have no criticisms of Enemy, really. I mean, I, so I was thinking why, you know, they're almost part and parcel in terms of, uh, you know, part and parcel. That's not the phrase I wanted to say. God, if, this is again, you're shooting into dumb guy, watch movie <sighs> with me, your host, dumb guy. And uh, I feel like I talked very little about the movie Enemy just then in this last 20 minutes. My God. But uh, I, I don't know what to tell you because this is such a good movie and I so recommend it. I don't really want to give anything away because I feel like this movie is under the radar enough, which someone somewhere out there, somewhere out there, someone might listen to this and think to themselves, hey, that's a movie I might check out. And so I don't want to give away. I don't really don't. That's kind of where I'm thinking here. Arrival was a bigger deal and was a much bigger movie. I mean, this, this movie only made $3.4 million in the box office enemy. So it's, it's, it, this is under the radar. It really, it really, and it's, and it's really good. It's, it's great. It's really great. It's so interesting. So interesting in the look of the city, the the sepia yellow, uh, the the whatever he's doing to the camera, which doesn't you know in a way sometimes that when it's super stylized like that it takes me out of something, but it works so well for this movie. It just it's such a such a good looking movie. It's such a just a wow. I I I, I can't recommend it enough. And and, and I, my nine point two might be even too low of a score. It's that it's that good of a movie. I might be re, I might rewatch this and reassess this later in life and be like this might be. This could be his best movie. Uh, but for now, I think Arrival is a little bit better. And speaking of Arrival, we'll take a break. And uh, this will be kind of a longish ep of the, of the movie review show, longer than usual. But we will get into the Arrival review on the other side. <laughs> I have to explain to a room full of men whose first and last question is how can this be used against us? Kangaroo. What is that? In 1770, Captain James Cook's ship ran aground off the coast of Australia and he led a party into the country and they met the Aboriginal people. One of the sailors pointed at the animals that hop around and put their babies in their pouch and he asked what they were and the Aborigines said kangaroo. It wasn't until later that they learned that kangaroo means I don't understand. I can sell that for now. Yeah. And remember what happened to the aborigines. A more advanced race nearly wiped them out. It's a good story. Thanks. It's not true. But it proves my point. Arrival. 2016, Denis Villeneuve. This is a masterwork of cinema. I don't know why I'm oddly serious there. Hey, back from the, the action. I didn't even take a break. I, that was just, I just, I just dragged the two audio files, that weird country music, 12 second 
transition music and then the um, clip we just saw about the kangaroo story, which is good. Everything about this film is good. It's it was nominated for a few Academy Awards. Um, right, I think it was. Didn't it get some? Why did it not say it was? Was it Academy Award? Eight eight. Oh yeah, it got Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, and it won for Best Sound. I think it only won one of eight. It had eight nominations at the 89th Academy Awards that year. Uh, um, could have given this movie all the awards. This movie, I why did I why did I just watch this yesterday? Is the real question we could get into. But if you heard the beginning of the show today, where I talked about Enemy and Denis Villeneuve, um, in general. This is a master filmmaker, and this is a this is a clearly a, a masterpiece. I, you know, I don't know what else to put it. This is you know you don't have to be a sci-fi fan at all to walk away from this one and be like that is just what you go to the movies for. It's touching. It kind of. I it, it, I you know I've been I've been for whatever reason I've been and I get in my own head about a lot of things in my life. But I get down these, I get 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 trapped in these by these ideas. And the idea I had was: there's so many movies to watch, there's so many choices. Let me just randomly generate all my choices that I'm going to watch movies while I work out. Horrible idea, horrible idea. Because of and and this and I guess it was because I had not really, you know, I I, I look at the, some of the scores that I gave some of the movies I watched in the theater. And I've, I've seen some good movies recently, and some good movies in the theater and. Saw uh, Eighth Grade, which is one of the best movies of 2018 in the theater. And, uh, you know, I watched a lot of the 2017 big movies that were that were good. But I feel like they didn't grab me in the way like this guy is is up there making films like and I, you know, up there with like the Kubricks and uh that's, all, that's it. I only know one. <laughs> I only want just Kub, you know Kubrick is the only guy I can. You know, no, I'm. Just, but he's he, he's up there. He's has no duds yet. So which is which is insane. Um, and again, I don't want to go through a list of like the classic filmmakers, and because that, that's you either know you either care about that or you don't. It's not really neither here nor there. But for me, I'm looking to go to when I go watch a movie. I sort of there's always that hope that it'll suck you into a world that. You don't want to leave, and that's the highest sort of praise you can give any film. I think you know any 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 movie is is that, and this does that in spades, um, folks. It really does. It and I, I do. I it's not without criticism. The criticisms I have for this film are specific ones, and they're also kind of meaningless in in a sense because they they're just. There's there's ones that I'll look at at the end of the day and just be like, you know what? It doesn't, you know, that that, that didn't matter. That little, that, that hole in the plot. Like, this movie is not about picking apart the plot. This is, movie's not about dissecting does the story make sense. Not about that. It's, it's about, it's about emotions. Like, this movie's about feelings and emotions. A little bit of background. It's based on a short story or a novella called Story of Your Life, which is something I'd really want to read by someone named Ted Chang, Chiang or Chang. And um, 
flushed out from a novella. Uh, it's that's why I really would like to read the novella because I, I want to. I would like to see how this reads in in the written word form. This story, at least, because it's such a it's such a, a movie about the written language. It's a movie about language and about communication. That I would uh, that I think that I almost feel like I, I feel compelled now to go find seek out that story, story of your life. Um, because of what we know, what we learn in this movie. And you could probably pick this movie apart and be like, well, this doesn't make sense from, from you know, how is this happening here? And like, there, there, there is like a bit of a uh, uh, a gap, like a time. There's a, The movie becomes something that you maybe don't, when you're watching it, you don't realize it is, it's even about, but it's sort of happening the, the whole time. I don't. I feel again. I feel like I can be looser with spoilers because this movie was a big success, and uh, most people have seen it or want to see it or going to see it. So I don't necessarily want to. I don't really not concerned with spoilers. Whereas in whereas I mentioned with Enemy, I feel like that movie's still under the radar enough where I didn't want to maybe pick apart the plot. But I feel like the plot in this one is. Is something that you could take apart if you wanted to, but if it like that, it just—I don't know. It's almost—it's almost in that that in and of itself is sort of helping make the point of one of the points of this film, which is that like time, thinking about time as a non-linear idea, and so wasting your time picking apart the plot and does this work? How does that work when this is happening? Is sort of missing the movie this the point of this movie which is really about um feeling alive and emotions and um love and doing things living living in, in a sense is futile right like so that that is you know the, ha, would you have a baby if you knew that that baby you're going to have to watch that baby die is <laughs> is a fucking crazy question right like that if you had that ever point like that's that's a that's a that'll bend your mind for sure and that's sort of the crux of this film right like this is not this is not a movie about aliens it's a movie about living your life and communicating with other people and uh that's what's so strong that's the takeaway i got from it. it 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 touched me to my core really did On top of all that, the music, the editing, the editing in his films are just, it's just, oh man, it's just so, they're so good. This guy's editors that he's working with, it's just, it's so just nailing, nailing the editing, especially a movie like this, which is so dependent on jump cuts in time and, and flashes and memories. Um, it's, it's really, it's really a phenomenal, phenomenal film. I, I almost feel like at a loss of words. Even though it's, I just finished watching it, um, you know, twelve hours ago, uh, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm almost left speechless by it. That's how, that's how much, much I, I liked it. it it's, it's. I, I waited so, and I'm pissed at myself too that I didn't see the, this movie in the theater, and I got to get out to the theater more to see these movies because I feel like this movie in the theater would be just an completely immersive experience given the sound editing, given the awesome Johan Johansson score, which is just like 
just it's it's a, a lie. Like the, the the sound editing mixed with the score is just really just um, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm left I'm like I'm left speechless. I'm left speechless by this film. I don't I don't really know what what else to say. I loved it. Loved it. Oh, it's. I know I've watched a great movie because I, I want to watch it again almost immediately. And that rarely happens, you know, with the films that I watch. Even even just good movies, I'm never just like, damn, I could just put that on. I, I could when as soon as it was done, I was like, I could just start it again. And that's how I felt with this movie. Um two thumbs no, my score. My score. Meaningless in a sense, but I give it a nine point three three nine. Nine point three three nine so uh the fourth highest fourth highest score and i i i'm looking at my scores here and i'm i'm definitely getting a little bit like i've i haven't left myself enough wiggle room in the low nines and now because i'm scared to give films really high scores in the middle nines i gotta start just pushing some of these up i think i think i had to rejigger the scoring on the uh, movies.myamerica website but that's it. It's a half hour. There's a half hour of this show is, is, is too long, maybe. Because I, you know, I think you can get in and out of a movie review in 10 minutes. Do you like it? What happens? Is it good? Go see the Denis Villeneuve. Uh, next up, I'm going to attempt to watch. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because I, 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 there might be some other movie reviews and definitely some other podcasts between now and then. But I do plan on doing a Sicario Prisoners double feature as well to sort of round out my um, Denis Villeneuve. Again, apologies to the pronunciation again. But you know, I, one thing I'll say about that: people who care, I, I'm I'm admitting my faults as a pronuncier, pronuncier, which is the someone who pronounces things. Uh, like a, a concierge, but they're like they pronounce things instead of finding you restaurants. I, I'm admitting my faults in that as in that department. But the flip side of that coin, people who get mad for people who mispronounce things, even their own names, are not. That's not no. Who cares, right? No one don't care about that. That's just that's just me throwing that out there for you. Don't care about that. Just let that. If someone mispronounces your name or mispronounces a word, don't correct them. Don't say anything. It doesn't matter. Who cares about pronouncing pronouncing things? Bye. Uh, bah, 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 bah. The podcast is over. Go in peace.